is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backups. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller has it for you. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. <laughs> How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good Sunday morning to you out there in Chicagoland and everybody listening to us on the ESPN app. I am Jeff Meller. Week three is upon us, and this is Fantasy Football Frenzy. We're here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. And if you have a question... 312-332-3776, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And we will do our best to answer your questions and lead you to a fantasy football victory. That's what we do every Sunday morning right here on ESPN 1000. And to get us started, we'll uh, go through a little bit of injury news for you here. Saints, Seahawks. Breeze takes the snap. He's rolling out to his right, looking, throws. Saints, Traquan Smith, 14 yards, and the Saints take their first lead of the game. All right, so you're a football fan. Obviously, you know Drew Brees suffers the thumb injury highlight courtesy of WWL there in New Orleans. And he is going to be gone for somewhere between six to eight weeks. At least that's the expected timeline we have received. So what happens to the Saints offense? Well, if you've been listening, you just heard Diana Rossini's reports that Teddy Bridgewater is expected to be the starter today. Sean Payton playing coy all week, trying to pretend like Taysom Hill might be in the mix for the starting job. I never really believed that. I don't think anybody out there should have. I do think we'll see our fair share of uh, the Taysom Hill package, maybe a bit expanded, larger than normal, if you will when Drew Brees is in there, but that doesn't mean you start Taysom Hill because you want to get in on this Saints offense. I don't think he's going to have that many plays. Maybe we see a package of 10 plays as opposed to the usual 3-4 to that we saw throughout the league, but that's not enough to obviously start him, even in super flex leagues. What does this do for your Michael Thomas and Elvin Kamara shares? That's probably the biggest question from this injury, and Honestly, nothing. You cannot not start Thomas or Kamara with them being two of the most dynamic playmakers at their positions in all of football. So lock them into your lineup. You don't have better alternatives unless we see an absolutely abysmal performance today from the Saints in Seattle. There's no reason right now, and I can't foresee too many reasons going forward why I would give you the advice to bench either player. So Bridgewater is... Expected to be the starter. If you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater, again, that's pretty much a super flex league play only. You, I would not start Teddy Bridgewater even in 16-team leagues. This is essentially only if you're in a league where 20 to 24 quarterbacks are started. Steelers, 49ers. Wide side to his left. He's back. Steps up in the pocket. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown! Juju Smith-Schuster in the back of the end zone. All right, WDVE in Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger there. 
you know he's done for the year with the elbow injury, which means Mason Rudolph steps in to be the Pittsburgh Steelers starter. What does that do for James Conner? What does that do for Juju Smith-Schuster? Now, this is a little bit more questionable than the New Orleans Saints situation because the Steelers are, they really rest on Ben's shoulders. What they do offensively, it's still, it doesn't give me the confidence that I have when Sean Payton is calling the plays. So I'm still going to, in all likelihood, tell most people out there, go ahead and start James Conner because the reality is running backs are hard to come by and the workload is probably going to be there, but he definitely takes a hit without Ben. And Juju is somebody who has fallen back to the late teens, maybe early 20s for me. I want to see a little bit from him with Mason Rudolph at the helm before I go ahead and say he's still a must-start on a week-by-week basis. You may have some wide receivers on your roster that I would consider starting over over uh, Juju right now. So played a little bit more cautiously with the Steelers' weapons. Lions, Eagles. Wentz back. Wentz steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep, and it is caught. And in for a touchdown to Sean Jackson. Give the people what they want. Give them some more D-Jacks. No more D-Jacks for you, at least not for a few weeks. Deshaun Jackson has been ruled out today, and Elshon Jeffrey is unlikely to go, although he has not officially been ruled out just yet. So again, as I always state, make sure you check the inactives because you want to be sure if you're looking at a player. That is a noon game, the Eagles hosting the Lions. So what does that mean for some ancillary weapons on the Eagles and in particular Carson Wentz? Well, you know what? Let's take Tom in Bridgeport because his question leads nicely to what I want to talk about with the Eagles. Tom, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, my man? Good. How are you doing today? I need two of these three, uh, Joe Nixon, Frank Gore, or Nelson Allegar. So you need two of the three, Tom, and you, it's a standard league, right? No PPR. You're right, standard. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and suggest that I would start Joe Mixon and Frank Gore because without Devin Singletary, the workload for Gore is going to be voluminous. And here's the thing. Nelson Aguilar steps in and with Deshaun Jackson out and with Elshon Jeffrey unlikely to play, He's going to be a bigger part of their offense. But the reality is, I think the biggest benefactor is Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is going to see a lot of targets, I would expect. And Aguilar, he may be able to make a big play. But when you've got two basically workhorses in that scenario with Mixon and Gore, I'm not going to start Aguilar over them because Aguilar, we've seen this now for him for uh, for a few years. He's just a little too hit or miss for my liking. Um, and when you have two good options like Mixon and Gore, those are the plays for me. Bengals, Bills. Josh Allen under center, turns and hands it off. He gives it to Singletary, gets a good block. Singletary left side, inside the five, into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown, Buffalo. Devin Singletary, the motor. Motors around the left side for the Buffalo touchdown, 14 yards. Bills Radio Network with the highlight there. And as we just mentioned, Devin Singletary is going to be out, which means Frank Gore will see an increased workload. And even though I just suggested go ahead and start him over Aguilar, I will say Frank Gore is a plotter these days. If he gets in, you know, if he's going to make your day, it's probably going to be because he scores on a short touchdown. But the volume, he looks like he's in line for probably 20 touches or so. TJ Yeldon also in that backfield, but Yeldon isn't somebody you want to run away from at this point. There's no reason to expect him to see a lot of work. So Frank Gore is definitely a worth a flex play this week without 
Devin Singletary in the backfield for the Bills. Panthers, Cardinals. Newton is under center, and he calls for the snap. He takes it. Fake the handoff, McCaffrey. Palms it left side again. Running outside the numbers, 10-5. With his arms in the air, he crosses the goal line. Touchdown! Cam Newton looking like a poster on feet for a 12-yard run. And a score. Cam Newton, uh, ESPN Radio with the highlight there. Of course, Jason Benetti on the call. Cam Newton has been shut down for a, we don't have a timeline from the Panthers just yet. So Kyle Allen will be under center for the Panthers. What does that mean for Christian McCaffrey? Well, as I said about the Saints earlier in the show with players like Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, McCaffrey, just too good a player to even consider benching. There's no scenario where I would advise to bench McCaffrey, even though I am concerned that the Panthers' offense is going to be stifled. But when you when, I, when you talk it through, hey, if you watched last Thursday night's game, Panthers-Bucks, you saw an offense that was already stifled. So you have to imagine that a competent play caller under center in Kyle Allen, I, I say competent, obviously, unassuredly, but if Kyle Allen can just kind of go out there and put the ball in the vicinity where he wants to, which it, doesn't, it didn't seem like Cam Newton was capable of last Thursday night, it could be an improvement for the Panthers' offense. So Christian McCaffrey, no concerns there. He, in all likelihood, will continue to see the largest workload of any running back across football. So lock him into your lineup. As for your Panthers' receivers, well, that is a, you know, that's where I can say, eh, not in love with DJ Moore these days, but, but... The Panthers and Cardinals together are running the most plays in all the NFL these days after two weeks. We are seeing a high-volume offense. We knew that the Cardinals were going to give that to us with Cliff Kingsbury. Not sure if this is necessarily the Panthers' uh, plan or if it just happened to be because of the way game scripts unfolded on them the first two games. But nevertheless, these are two teams that are not afraid to run plays quickly which means lots and lots of pass attempts and rushes for our fantasy players, which is a good thing, ultimately. And so if the Cardinals can score any points, you know, if they can stop settling for field goals, that's great for Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and even your Panthers receivers in a game that may see a lot and lot of plays. Well, I can see a scenario where DJ Moore might be a solid flex play. Ravens, Chiefs. Second down and goal. It is a touchdown for Damian Williams. And a great start to the second half for the Chiefs. Highlight courtesy of Fox. Damian Williams has been ruled out for the Kansas City Chiefs, which means that LaShawn McCoy, who is also dealing with an ankle injury himself, LaShawn McCoy is expected to see an uptick in his role And I talked about that a lot last week. I expected eventually LaShawn McCoy to become the lead back, the featured back in the Chiefs offense. And this has Damian Williams injury has only expedited the process. This is good news if you're a LaShawn McCoy owner. But I will say dealing with the ankle injury, we may see the Chiefs limit him in terms of touches. So he doesn't have to completely go through the wear and tear that a workhorse back would. So that means Darwin Thompson could see some touches finally in his career. There was a lot of positive about Darwin Thompson 
in preseason, and he finally has an opportunity to go out and make an impact against the Ravens today. And so Darwin Thompson, I would say, not somebody you want to start this week, but definitely somebody you want to go ahead and try and find room for on your roster today before games kick off. So look around, see if there's any you know, backup quarterback, backup tight end that you can go ahead and banish to the waiver wire in favor of Darwin Thompson because if LaShawn McCoy does aggravate the ankle and Damian Williams is lost for any extended period of time beyond this week, well, that means Darwin Thompson could step in and be the featured back on the most explosive offense in all of football. And that, my friends, is somebody you're going to want to start in fantasy football. Falcons, Colts. The handoff that side to Marlon Mack, and he's going to go. Touchdown, Marlon Mack, 20 yards away. That's the second rushing touchdown of the season for the Colts. Marlon Mack glides into the end zone from 20 yards away, cruising down the far sideline. It's 37-5. to Colts Radio Network there on the call. I am Jeff Meller. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy here on ESPN 1000. Again, 312-332-3776. If you've got a question, we will answer for you today. Marlon Mack dealing with a calf injury, was in a walking boot up until Thursday, and is now the reports from both Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter are that Mack is expected to go today, but... He's going to have to test it in pregame warm-ups. So, again, the inactives are going to need to be checked by you if you're a Marlon Mack owner. But initial reports are saying that they are hopeful that Marlon Mack is going to be available for the Colts today against the Falcons at Lucas Oil Stadium. And T.Y. Hilton as well, dealing with his own injury, but uh, he is expected to play. But again... He will have to test it in pregame. Actually, the Colts are kind of a team that is, when we get the reports early morning here, 8 a.m. on a Sunday, frequently we'll see a lot of their players who are expected to play. Um, you always get the caveat. They're going to have to test it pregame. So all these positive reports, at least the history with the Colts, uh, is that we can probably expect to see Mack and Hilton. Bears, Redskins. Wheels over the middle, man is open. Jordan Reed, cut, touchdown, touchdown. Jordan Reed, right down the middle. And with the PAT, the Redskins have the equalizer. Ten touchdown of the year for Reed. ESPN 980 in Washington. So this will be a 53-yard field goal. Made one from 52. This is for the game. And the kick by Pinheiro is good. It's good, and the Bears win it. And that highlight courtesy of Fox. Of course, all Bears fans know that. So, Jordan Reed already has been ruled out for Monday Nighter against the Bears. And if you're still hanging on to Jordan Reed, there are reports that he could still miss weeks and dealing with the concussion issue, and he has had multiple throughout his career. So if you're hanging on to Jordan Reed and you de- you you need a roster spot, he's somebody who I would feel okay letting go of at this point because the time frame for him is there's no there's nothing tangible right now. And even though he's been practicing on Wednesdays of game week, he continues to then skip the Friday practices and has been ruled out the last two weeks. So it's kind of uh, it's unclear as to if we should take these as positive signs just yet for Jordan Reed. So if you want to, I, th- I would say I would go ahead and advise you can feel free cutting him at this point. He's probably going to be too much of a headache for you to hang on to throughout the season. Just keep an eye. If he does return, then you maybe want to go ahead and scoop him up. And Eddie Pinero, if you're a Bears fan, 
Unfortunately, this cropped up yesterday. He's been listed as questionable, dealing with a knee injury, which, you know, for a kicker is probably not ideal. The Bears right now have given us no more information. And because it's a Monday night game, it's fantasy football. There's no reason if you're if you're rolling with Eddie Pinero, if you are flying high off of the solid performance in Denver in the thin air of Mile High Stadium, don't go ahead and release him at this point. You don't want to play games. Uh, go ahead and pick up another kicker, at least for this week. And don't worry about, uh, you know, another headache later in the season. I'm sure Eddie Panera will still be out on your waiver wire if you truly want to invest in the Bears kicker. All right. So there's all the main injury news that you need to be apprised of. Again, I'm Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. And send your questions. And let's head on out to Crown Point, Indiana, where Jeremy will kick us off this morning. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, good morning. What's up? Uh, nothing. So my question is, uh, should I start Tyler Boyd or should I go with Josh Gordon today? All right. So that's probably uh, courtesy of uh, this man. Jets, Patriots. Ball on the near hash, the left hash. Brady takes the snap and retreats. He looks left. He fires the back shoulder. Yeah. Down. Touchdown, Patriots. Inside the near left pylon. Welcome to New England, kid. What a throw. All right. So welcome and goodbye. Antonio Brown, of course, was released by the Patriots earlier this week. So he is gone, which leads to the question for fantasy football owners out there. Does that mean that Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, uh, maybe Philip Dorsett uh, see increased workload? And I would say, well, I mean, after one, you know, the one week hiatus. uh, Yeah, we can probably expect to see. More passes for Edelman, Gordon, and even someone like James White, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett, if he was out there on your waiver wire in deeper leagues, we're talking like, you know, 12 plus, 14 for sure, 16 for sure. Probably worth picking up and stashing at this point because he did have a very nice first week on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. And with Antonio Brown now gone for the Patriots purposes, uh, Josh Gordon probably, probably is going to see a larger workload in the passing game. Although I'll I'll throw out the caveat that with the Patriots, it's always a little difficult to try and guess exactly how they're going to play it. But Jeremy, for your purposes, Josh Gordon, Tyler Boyd, I like Gordon this week against the Jets, a perfect opportunity for the Patriots to put up a lot of points. And even if it all happens early, and if you're concerned about, oh no, what happens if my Patriots are sitting? First of all, the Patriots are one of the few teams across football who tend to like to play their starters deep into blowouts. And so I would not be concerned about that if you're a Patriots uh, fantasy football owner there. And in terms of Tyler Boyd, again, it is good news that the Bengals are throwing as much as they are. They are actually uh, throwing more than any other team when you compare their run-pass ratio, which is huge for fantasy purposes and the receivers out there. But John Ross has obviously shown he can be a dynamic playmaker. And for Tyler Boyd's purposes, that is not great because Ross is somebody who they seem to want to feature and rightfully so at this point. So, Jeremy, I would go ahead and use Josh Gordon today. Let's try Arnold, who's in Homewood. Good morning, Arnold. Hey, I'm wondering if I should start Sterling Shepard for T.J. Hawkinson. Standard Lee. 
All right. All right, Arnold. Uh, it's interesting because Standard makes it a little bit closer. I'm going to say I'm going to go ahead and say I would use Hawkinson. And this is almost exclusively based on the fact that Matthew Stafford is their quarterback there, as opposed to Daniel Jones, who, even though he looked good in preseason, we're not quite sure what we're going to get from the Duke product in his NFL debut. So Daniel Jones under center for the Giants. That is ultimately the move they had to make because they couldn't just they couldn't ride with Eli Manning any longer. It was apparent. You have to wonder why they chose to even bring Eli Manning back this season if, if they were going to give him this quick a hook, but they did. They're in this position now, and so for fantasy football purposes, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach for me. I want to see how well Daniel Jones is, is out there on the field, and I will say this, though. If you're a Sterling Shepard owner and it's a PPR format, I can get behind using him as maybe a wide receiver three or a flex. So otherwise, though, uh, wait and see for now just just to see what Daniel Jones is actually capable of. All right, let's head on out to let's try Plainfield and Mike. Good morning, Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Good morning. How you doing, sir? Not too shabby. I need uh, two out of the four. I've got uh, Malcolm Brown, Tariq Cohen, John Ross and uh, Jameson Crowder. All right, and you know, and it's uh, it says on the screen it's a standard format, right, Mike? Yes, sir. All right, so I'm I'm going to say this: I don't feel comfortable starting Malcolm Brown right now. He he almost has to score a short touchdown in order to make your fantasy day. I don't envision him right now seeing a huge workload. He's going to change. Uh, he's going to change a pace. He's going to spell Todd Gurley just a bit, but the reality is I don't think you can count on what how many touches he's going to see just yet. I want to see a little more before I feel comfortable saying he's definitely you know in the mix as the RB two for the for the um, Rams. Because look, I'll be honest, I think uh, Darnell Henderson could see increased workload as the season progresses. So I'm a little concerned about using Malcolm Brown in fantasy football lineups right now. I would, yeah, you said Cohen Crowder, and who was the third? Mike? John Ross. John Ross, yeah. So for me, John Ross is definitely in there because of the big play possibility. And as I've been talking about, the Bengals' propensity to throw quite a bit under Zach Taylor right now. And then I'm going to go ahead and say I would use Tariq Cohen with uh, Luke Falk throwing the ball right now for the Jets. That's not great for Jameson Crowder. And Cohen's got the big play ability. I know he hasn't really had a lot of uh, rushes, but he's been lining up in the slot quite a bit. Certainly in Chicago, we're all familiar with the issues that Mitchell Trubisky has right now. And so that's not ideal if you're a Tariq Cohen owner. But I will say the big playability is there. Matt Nagy even talked about Tariq Cohen earlier this week and how he's such a dynamic player and they can move him all around the field. I would, against the Redskins, whose secondary has given up quite a few big plays, it feels like an opportunity for Tariq Cohen this week to go ahead and get right. So I would go ahead and use him this week in a lot of situations. All right. Plenty more time for your phone calls here on ESPN 1000. Again, I'm Jeff Meller with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. It's Fantasy Football Frenzy. We're here for you folks. 312-332-3776. And coming up next, do we have the next great matchup for a decade starting today? We'll let you hear from a former game show host. Next on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. I'm not comparing those two quarterbacks by any means. But, uh, you know, it's a, a lot of, you know, that's the direction this league's going. And I think, you know, just as an NFL fan, as a, 
fantasy owner, if you will. The NFL is in good hands with these young quarterbacks, and I think you're going to see two great quarterbacks in this game. You know, we, we might be seeing the next Brady Manning matchup, Ali Frazier, Magic Bird. I don't, you know, you, you don't know, but the excitement of it, you know, leading off of your question, because all these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks that are coming out, they can extend plays. Now, right now, Mahomes is extending the plays, and, and, and he's, you know, last year had a lot of success doing it. Is the voice of Wink Martindale, Don Wink Martindale, the Ravens defensive coordinator, not the game show host. High praise for the showdown this afternoon at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs host the Baltimore Ravens, and everybody, I'm sure, is aware that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson go head to head in what could very well be a rainy atmosphere in Kansas City today. Quite a bit of rain in the forecast there. A tidbit from me to you, Jeff Meller, ESPN 1000, Fantasy Football Frenzy. A tip from me to you, don't worry about the rain. Don't let that influence you as to whether or not you want to start your dynamic playmakers. If uh, you don't have a stud, if you don't actually own Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, then I would say go ahead and feel free to start Lamar today. Unless maybe, maybe, maybe Dak. Maybe if you have Dak Prescott, he'd be the only other player I'd start over Lamar Jackson today. Mahomes and Dak, and that's it. Don't worry about the rain. Sometimes people will ask me, hey, Meller, what should I do? The forecast looks terrible. Look, it's impossible to predict the weather. We may have a forecast, but the reality is too many times I've seen good players have monster games in the rain, in the snow, simply because the defense's slip and fall and that's a big play all of a sudden going the other way so don't let the weather factor in especially this early in the year when you know i mean we're we'd have to see a live shot of an absolute an absolute monsoon like we're talking water already on the ground two to three inches and the forecast calling for rain throughout the entirety of the game so don't let weather convince you that Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson need to be benched under any scenario right now. They're both just too good of fantasy players. All right. Let's uh, head on out to the phones and answer for more answer some more calls for you. Let's try Dan in Northbrook. Hey Dan, what's up? Uh struggling already early in the year. I got uh, running back problems. I got David Johnson in my starting lineup, but I got Aaron Jones or David Montgomery. And I like Montgomery's matchup, but it looks like the Packers finally got Jones going. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, that's, I can understand it, and it's certainly against the Broncos. We saw last week Vic Fangio, he will limit offenses. I would say I liked what I saw from Montgomery. The usage was increased by Nagy last week, and in the PPR format, I think he's going to be a factor this season. And we saw him get five carries inside the, uh, the near the goal line, Dan. So it looks like David Montgomery is going to be the goal line back for the Bears, which is, you know, in fantasy, that's a big deal because those short touchdowns can be the difference between a ho-hum week and an actual uh, monster game for your running back. So I'm going to say and I would go ahead and use David Montgomery against the Redskins this week. I like that matchup. I understand Aaron Jones has been very good right now, but the Broncos' tough defense, I like Montgomery this week against the Redskins. So I would say go ahead and use him. Let's try Scott. Scott's in Elgin has a quarterback question. Hey, Scott. Hey, good morning. Hey. 
I've got uh, two quarterbacks. I can only start one. They both got pretty good matchups. I could really use your help. I've got uh, Rivers, and I've also got James Winston. Yeah, this is one, Scott, where I try and I make it's pretty easy for me. I just go with the better player. Look, James Winston can can sabotage your week pretty easily with a couple of pick six and be sitting on the bench before you know it. Philip Rivers is, you know, not going anywhere. He's always productive. That's that's just a situation where I don't let I'm not going to say Philip Rivers is not like a like a fantasy football stud, but he's a stud in real life. And there's just too many. Jameis Winston hasn't really shown us anything except some potential that he's that's unfulfilled right now. So I would say go ahead and use Philip Rivers and don't look back. Let's try Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Hi, Jeff. I got uh, three running backs. I need two and a one-point PPR. I got uh, Joe Mixon playing at Buffalo, Carrion Johnson playing at Philly, and James Conner playing at uh, San Francisco. Sure. All right. So you know what? I'm going to say, Joe, I would use Johnson and Connor. Mixon dealing with that ankle injury uh, didn't look didn't – look, I'm not going to say he was injured, but he, he certainly wasn't himself. And against the Bills, that is a tough defense in Buffalo. I'd say Kerryon Johnson and James Conner are two pretty solid alternatives. So I'd say go ahead and use them and uh, feel pretty comfortable about it. Hey, Nick in Schiller Park. He's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Nick. Hey, how you doing, Jeff? Um, I got a struggling Mike Evans or an Emmanuel Sanders. Standard league. All right. So at this point, I know a lot of Mike Evans owners have been frustrated, but the reality is the first week I'm almost, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He was dealing with uh, flu illness all week and, and a lot, there was actually reports on Saturday that he might not even be available. He got out there, but he clearly wasn't himself. So that first week I'm almost going to throw it out the window. He's too good a player for me to sit for Emmanuel Sanders at this point. It's just, this is where, you know, it's, it's just a philosophy for me more times than not. You're, you're not going to regret playing your studs. You're just, if you have Mike Evans on your roster, you drafted him in the second round, you're, you're going to feel much better about playing him when he goes off than having him on your bench because, because you, you tried to get cute with Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, look, Joe Flacco is throwing the ball to Emmanuel Sanders these days, so that can't inspire confidence. And oh, by the way, uh, courtesy of our stats guru, Jacob Nitzberg, the Buccaneers get to face a Giants team this week that has allowed 550 yards to wide receivers this year. That's 51 more than any other team in the NFL. So good matchup for Mike Evans. I know uh, I was just talking about, you know, this is where you get down to the granular basis. Winston... No, don't feel good. But Mike Evans, he's a stud. Lock him into your lineup. All right, let's try Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Uh, I've got uh, full PPR. I need one of the following three for flex. Teammates, Josh Jacobs at Minnesota and Ty Williams, also at Minnesota, or John Ross III against Buffalo. And also, if you can tell me about Greg Olson on the injury list, if he's going to play. Yeah, so uh, early early reports are expecting Greg Olson to be available for the Panthers today. I always Thank offer you. the caveat, though, too, for all the folks out there listening. Just make sure you confirm that, that with the inactives around 1045 Central Time, make sure that he actually is act, uh, active and he didn't have any setbacks in pregame warm-up. So, Greg Olson expected to be available for the Panthers. As far as your dilemma, Mike, you've got 
Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams, and John Ross. And you said you need one in the full point PPR. Tough matchups for all three. Obviously, Jacobs and Williams have the Vikings. John Ross playing a Bills defense that is amongst uh, the better ones in football. I'd say I would use... John Ross, Mike, because as I mentioned earlier in the show, right now the Bengals are throwing the ball more than any other team in football. Zach Taylor has brought a fast-paced offense to Cincinnati, and he is not shy about throwing the ball around, and John Ross has been very good the first two weeks. So let's try and ride that hot hand and hope uh, it continues and see if we might just have ourselves a uh, fantasy football superstar in John Ross. Let's try Ryan out there on the road, driving around. Ryan, he's got a wide receiver question. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I decided between Randall Cobb and Cortland Thunder. Cortland Sutton for a standard league. Thanks. All right, Ryan. So with Michael Gallup out, the question is how much does Randall Cobb does his role increase in the slot in Dallas? I think he will see a few more passes than normal. And Cortland Sutton has been solid, but I just talked about the fact that like, I, I still get a little bit squeamish when Joe Flacco's the quarterback right now. I think the volume could be there, but in a PPR league, I'd probably play Sutton. In a standard, I'm going to go ahead and gamble on Randall Cobb against that, that Dolphins defense that's just been atrocious so far. Uh, in the NFL. Let's try, uh, let's sneak in one more here before the timeout. Let's try Jerry, who's in Darien. Hey, Jerry. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Excellent. I have three quarterbacks I need to, and it's a PPR league. All right. I've got Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston, and Josh Allen. All right, Jerry. So, Set Aaron Rodgers in the lineup, and let's not even worry about it. Let's never ask that question again. He's just—he's too good. You don't—you don't want it. But that, that's a good thing. It's good to have those guys who you can set. So now it comes down to Josh Allen versus Jameis Winston. Josh Allen is somebody who, in fantasy football, has a pretty solid floor in that he's going to run for you know. 20, 30, 40 yards, maybe even score a touchdown rushing, which gives you a pretty safe floor for him. And if things go well, he could have a big game, even if it's just running the courtesy of his uh, running ability. Jameis Winston, we talked about this great matchup against the Giants today. I would say, Jerry, I, this is, I can go either way. I would, if you want the safety, Josh Allen would be my play. But if you want to go and swing for the home run, the matchup against the Giants is nice. So that's where I would play Jameis Winston. So I guess, do you feel like you're the underdog today, Jerry? Or do you feel pretty confident your team is in good shape? We're kind of even. It's a very <laughs> close matchup, of course. <laughs> All right. All right. Then in that scenario, maybe I lean a little bit towards Jameis Winston just to give you the possible upside. Again, this Giants secondary and with Daniel Jones starting for the Giants today, maybe there's a few extra possessions out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We've got one more segment for your calls. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning starting uh, at 8 a.m. on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. There's a lot of times that, that people's play and things that people do go unnoticed and they don't get recognized. Everybody looks for the fantasy stat lines. They want to see who scored the most points to help them win their fantasy game. But there's a lot of people that do the little things that don't get recognized. We want to recognize them. Nope, don't care. Only want to know about those fantasy stats, Coach Nagy. I'm Jeff Meller again, Fantasy Football Frenzy, with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller, where I will do my best to answer any questions we can't get to 
on the show here today before uh, kickoff. Let's uh, head on out to Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Dave up in Cheeseland. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing today, Jeff? Hey, Very well. Uh, well, now that, now that James White is out, my question kind of changed a little bit because his wife's having a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need two of these four in a PPR. Mike Williams, Jameson Crowder, John Ross, or Cortland Sutton. And then you were talking about Darwin Thompson. Would you drop Gore to pick up Darwin Thompson? I'm sorry, Moore? DJ Moore? No, uh, would you drop Gore, Frank oh, Gore, Gore, to pick up Darwin Thompson? I guess, you know what, uh, all right, yeah, and just to reiterate, if you did not hear what Dave said uh, in our previous uh, update there, James White is not expected to play today, his wife in labor, so it doesn't look like he will be available for the Patriots, so if you're a James White owner, you're going to want to go ahead and make some contingency plans. Darwin Thompson versus Frank Gore, it kind of depends, Dave, on your running back situation, because right now, Frank Gore, you know, for the next I'd say obviously this week and maybe for a couple because Devin Singletary dealing with a hamstring injury. I don't think he'll be, you know, rushed back anytime soon. So you probably have a workhorse back for a couple weeks in Frank Gore. And the upside, but the upside with Darwin Thompson is amazing. And so I personally, if, if you don't need to play Frank Gore, I would probably go ahead and gamble on Darwin Thompson because LaShawn McCoy, who's going to play today, but is dealing with his own ankle injury, if for whatever reason he re-aggravates it and uh, is gone, all of a sudden Darwin Thompson for the next few weeks could be a, a the starting running back for the Chiefs, and you want a piece of that offense, no doubt about it. So, you know, Frank Gore, the upside is very minimal. So unless you really need a running back to play, I would say I'd go ahead and swing on the upside with Darwin Thompson. As for your lineup question, Dave, I'd go ahead and use Mike Williams and John Ross because... I don't really want to get involved with Luke Falk if I don't have to, throwing the ball to Crowder. Cortland Sutton, again, uh, you know, he's he's nice, but uh, I think the upside with Williams and Ross is uh, is much better. This is your two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. All right, two minutes to go here. This is where I bring in Eric Ostrowski, my great producer, to uh, fire your Twitter questions at me before we wrap things up. All right, Kyle at KYSwiss91. He needs to start two... Uh, Woods, Godwin, or Lockett? All right, so let's go with Robert Woods for sure. And I like Lockett personally. Uh, Godwin, I, I talked about that sweet matchup for the Giants, but I think this is, I'm more inclined to think Mike Evans feeds today, and uh, I would go ahead and use Lockett. All right, this is City Vita at City Vita. James Conner, uh, Joe Mixon, or David uh, Singletary starts one. All right, so Singletary obviously is out with the hamstring injury. I'm going to say I would use Connor over Mixon today. Um, Gerald and Hoffman Estates, Rivers or Matt Ryan? Let's use Matt Ryan. The Colts do not have Darius Leonard. They're all pro linebacker. And uh, inside the dome, I think Matt Ryan has a solid game for you. And then, so Daryl Bridges, same Matt Ryan or Josh Allen this time? Oh, Matt Ryan. Don't even think twice about that one. Uh, Uh, Half-point PPR, Chris Thompson, Will Fuller, Cortland Sutton, or Darwin Thompson? Let's go Will Fuller, number one, uh, because uh, the big play opportunity for him, he can make your day with one huge play. And uh, Texans, Chargers, I expect uh, quite a shootout. Uh, Ken in Evanston, it's uh, PPR League, Mixon or Aguilar? 
Oh, no. Let's still use Mixon over Aguilar, even though Deshaun Jackson and Elshon Jeffrey are... Well, Deshaun Jackson is definitely out. We're expecting Elshon Jeffrey to also be ruled out, although that's not official just yet. Uh, I still don't trust Nelson Aguilar all that much, so I would go ahead and use Mixon over over Aguilar today. Edgar Oliveira. Oliveira, yes. Um, He's curious. Would you be a buyer or seller on Eckler right now? Interesting. Uh, I think the truth is that if you own Austin Eckler, you're probably not going to let him go unless you're blown away by a trade because Melvin Gordon is holding out and we have no real timetable on when he's going to return. So if the minute Melvin Gordon does return to the Chargers, he's going to be worked in and eventually in all likelihood become the featured back again. So... You've got that hanging over you, but I don't want to. So I don't want to sell him unless I get an offer that I'm blown away by. But I don't want to buy him either, and so because I think I'm going to have to give up too much to the Eckler owner. So essentially, if you're owning, if you own him, and you want to go ahead and you get a great offer, feel free. But the reality is, I don't think the buyers out there are going to be willing to meet your asking price. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. But don't go anywhere, Fred Hubner takes over right now on ESPN 1000. He's going to talk a lot of probably Cubs out there after a bit of a debacle of a weekend for them so far against the Cardinals. And he'll probably squeeze in a little bit of Bears and Redskins talk as well, along with all things sports. So don't go anywhere. Fred Hubner's up next. And we have an NFL doubleheader as well. So keep it locked on ESPN 1000 all day. Thanks for listening. I'm Jeff Meller, Fantasy Football Frenzy, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Thanks to Eric Ostrowski as well. See ya.